Hey, hey, welcome to the show. I'm so glad you're here. This episode is super fun because Courtney is a suite owner. You know, like owning a suite is like the thing or like renting a suite is like the thing. And I live in the mountains of Pennsylvania and you either have a shop in your house or you work at one or you have like a space somewhere like in the downtown. There's no like sweet things going on, even if you drive an hour to like a town. I've never in my life actually seen uh, a salon suite. It's just not something we have in Pennsylvania or New York that I'm aware of. So I don't know if it's like a geographic thing, probably like near like bigger cities. Anyway, Courtney has her own suite and super exciting. Her little sister is graduating cosmetology school in November which is I'm coming up on my one year anniversary. I graduated in November, so that's exciting. Hopefully I can have you on the show, Courtney's sister. Uh, so you were following the page on Facebook, so thank you. And um, yeah, she's gonna dish out some like super cool tips to marketing, to the hair dryer that's under a pound, some hairstyling hacks, like you name it. So. I'm excited for you to listen to the show and yeah. So I'm just so grateful that you're here. I can't believe we're like 30 plus episodes in tomorrow is my birthday. And, um, well from the day I'm recording this intro, I'm a couple days behind, but I am working you guys really hard to get caught up on these shows because ugh, I just love podcasting. I love meeting other stylists. I love sharing their stories. I love inspiring you and giving you tips. And there is so much information out there, so much information. And I want a hair obsessed to be like a resource, like an awesome resource, like behind the chair is, I mean, that is just a plethora of education and all sorts of resources here. I want a hair obsessed to be a community where you tap into the vibe and the community and maybe somebody says something that you like and you reach out to them on Instagram. And you're like, hey, girl, heard you on Hair Obsessed. You know, love that tip. What's that hair dryer that you use? You know, like this is about like cultivating relationships in the industry, helping each other. I mean, at the end of the day, like that's all we have. We have our relationships. And a lot of the guests that I have on my show are educators or aspiring educators and they just want to help you. They just want to help you. So never, ever be afraid to reach out to a guest. Um, it would, you know, I'm sure mean the world to them and just validate that like, hey, you know, their work goes beyond um, just behind the chair. And I'm, this is probably like the record for my longest intro. Um, and I do have to get on a training because I'm doing some stuff with click branding, getting all up certified in really, really, really knowing marketing online. So more about that. I'll probably do a Just Julia episode for my birthday. And um, yeah, I won't jibber jabber anymore. Let's dig right in. Um, here we go. Yay! <laughs> okay, we're live. I'm Julia. I'm here with my new girlfriend, Courtney, who's going to tell us all the things about blondes and balayage and chilling out when she's not behind the chair. So yeah. if you just want to introduce yourself and where you do hair and how you got started and we'll jump right in. I have lots of questions for you. 
Okay, well, hello, everybody. I hope lots of people jump on. Um, so like she said, my name is Courtney. I'm a stylist in Overland Park, Kansas, just right outside of Kansas City. Um, I work in a salon suite setting. So it's called Blue Sky Salon Suites and I rent my own suite. I've been there for almost two years. I've been a stylist since 2013. I'm bad at math, so whenever that was. Um, so I've just been renting for the last two years out of say like roughly eight years of being a hairstylist. And before you were renting, were you an employee, commission, booth runner? How did, how did that work? So my story didn't go, you know, I wish I could, I could say like, oh, I was an apprentice and I did it this way, but life isn't perfect like that. Um, when I first got out of hair school, <laughs> um, I went straight to Supercuts actually. And I don't think a lot of my okay. clients know that. Um, people just assume they're like, oh, did you go straight to booth rent? No. <laughs> So I did super cuts for about six months. Um, then I did Fantastic Sam's, which was kind of like a step up because Fantastic Sam's did a lot of color, learned a okay. lot. Um, and then I did one commission salon for about six months, not a great experience. Um, then I did an amazing commission salon that was way more high end. I learned a ton. I mean, I made fantastic connections. Um, learned everything I know about this industry, I feel like. I was there for almost three years before I came here. So I give a lot of my credit to them. Um, they really kind of just got me going out, you know, being able to be an independent stylist. So they, it was great. Yeah. So what what is it like to work? Because I graduated in COVID and nothing was, no one was hiring, nobody's still hiring. So I went straight to booth writing and I have a, a little itty bitty book. Um, and I went to interview someplace I thought it was like a pirate like a commission really was just like another booth running job and I was like oh I don't need that to have a booth but she was like basically she looked at me and she was like if you don't go work at one of those places like cost cutters or smart style like you're not gonna get fast and you're not gonna get good because you need to like have that like corporate experience so do you think that when you were first out of school that that was like looking back a good experience to like kind of get your feet wet before going to the salon that you loved so yes and no. Um, so for example, my sister, if you're ever interested in um, interviewing her, she graduates cosmetology school in November. Oh, um, yeah. So my advice for that little one is to get herself into an apprenticeship. I feel like the best way to go is to find a salon that has an awesome apprenticeship because for me and my experience with beauty school is you're not taught a whole lot. Um, like, I'm glad that you're successful and, you know, there are people who can go straight booth rent, but you're really just taught the basics. So, um, I, going back in time, I wish I did an apprenticeship and then commission and then rented. Um, uh, so I took the long way, the long route, but, um, I don't, I don't regret it, but if I had advice to new people, I, I'd be like, um, oh, maybe not go straight to a salon like that. But I just, I dealt with a lot of drama and you get what you pay for. So if a client is paying for an $8 haircut, <laughs> kind of have to think about what kind of people they're going to be versus people who are paying $65 for a haircut. So. <laughs> yeah, totally, totally. So, so on your form, my notes here, you say like one thing that you love is icy blondes. And I see blonde. My daughter cannot, like, she found like the one gal at the salon uses Goldwell and there's like this, the blue like additive swatch and she like pulls that off the wall. She's like this. I'm like, that's not even a color, honey. She's like, they made this look like that color. You can make my hair look like that color. So let's dig in. Like, tell us where you fell in love with like doing icy bonds and do you have any like 
go-to hacks or techniques or things you can yeah do? so this is kind of like the raw truth I mean I really I don't know if I've ever really been asked this question, um, but my hairstylist growing up, her name was Nicole. Um, she worked at a solo salon, so she owned her own suite. So she was blonde. She did my blonde. She did other amazing blonde work. And I don't know. I just kind of knew then, like as a teen, I thought she was so cool. I wanted to be just like her. I wanted to own my own business and make great money like she does. And I don't know, I guess like, it sounds... I don't know how it sounds. I just, I was like, oh my God, that's awesome. And I love the way my hair looks. So I want to, you know, it, I guess that, that kind of explains how I got into it. Oh, fun. So does, does, does she, does Nicole still do your hair now? Is that she close to you? Like, no, she, she doesn't just because when I went to beauty school, I just started having other girls at the school color my hair and everywhere I went, I just kind of supported the salon I was at. Um, but no, I mean, I see her on social media. So she sees this, hey. <laughs> uh, yeah thanks yeah. for inspiring Courtney because <laughs> I don't even know if she knows that so. <laughs> that's why we do these things because yeah. um you know we inspire other people and we let other people know uh, that they've inspired us so do you take like outside trainings like people that you follow or who are your who are your like industry teachers online <laughs> Yeah, so for this whole year of 2021, I've been doing Masters of Balayage. Have you heard of that yet? I totally have. And Belinda, my salon owner, I had the videos and I don't even know if she's watched them yet, but I, I've heard like it really changes people's game. Yes, yeah. So I've been doing that all of this year. I made that commitment back in January when I purchased it. You basically purchased it like a year at a time. Um, okay. So that's been great. As far as technique goes, and then before the pandemic, so I feel bad for you, um, because before the pandemic, I would go to like a class a month um, in person. Uh, I have done some training outside of town. Um, I did have an in-person class this last Monday, which was really cool. First in-person class in like two years. Yeah. So, yeah. Now, the Masters of Balayage, are there like, are they actually teaching you like live or is it just recordings you go through and then you ask questions or how does that membership work? It's all recorded. Um, they, they probably do some like live streams here and there. I haven't done any of them, um, but it's, it's all recorded. And I know it seems weird because at first I was like, how am I going to ask questions? Uh, but they have a Facebook group that if you're confused, you can just get on there and be like, Hey guys, what do you think about this? Or, I'm struggling with this. I think for me, you know, I'm not perfect and I've got a long ways to go, but for where I'm at, I don't have a ton of questions because I get it. It all clicks. But if I was watching those videos as a yeah. student, I'd be so confused. Um, so, and you practice, like there's a few videos on there that I remember I like looked at my boyfriend and I was like, I don't know what the hell I just learned. Like, I, I don't get it at all, but I'll like, I have a plan, you know, I'll go into work one day, practice on the mannequin, break it down, like, you know, play, pause, play, pause, and I'll figure it out. Yeah. So, yeah. 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 Cool. So one of my questions was who has been your biggest influences in your hair career? And you said, hands down, Brett, uh, Brett Steva is number one. And she also yeah. has a podcast for any of you listening called the thriving stylist and, um, Jamie Dana, who actually was, I think just mentioned on the last episode and I oh. found her on YouTube. So I know who that is. Yeah. And then, and then Sam Vila. So tell us like what you like about like each of those mentors and and, and what you learn from them. So Brit Steva, um, my boyfriend always tells me that I'm obsessed. He's like, you listen to her all the time, every night, every morning. And 
Um, she does mean a lot to me and I'm not a thriver yet. It's something I've been putting off, but I'm hoping to enroll in October this year. Um, I, I mean, I don't know. I just, everything that she says, I understand. And I, I trust and, um, without her, I wouldn't know like, yes, you need to post on social media every day or every other day. And yes, you need a good caption and, um, hashtags are in hashtags are out. Do videos. Don't do videos. Um, I've followed, I guess so like before I really like went all in with, with the thriving stylist podcast um I was struggling like I I wasn't making a ton of money I wasn't able to um build a clientele sucked went all in on her her free education and then just like boom it, I don't even know how to explain it it just my business exploded um so of course I'm like go to her go or listen to her podcast um that's amazing. So I wanted to just share because before we started recording, I was like, are you a thriver? And we actually met in the Sovereign Stylist who yeah. Leanne was just on, I think like two episodes ago. And um, I'm I'm in uh, the Thriver because I've heard, seen nothing but good things about it on the boards. And when I got in, I was kind of like, mm, like, what's so special about this? And it was all this like, lot, it's like actually a lot of work to do. And she's like, <laughs> trust the process, trust the process. And as like, I've you know, now it's like six months in and I've been behind the chair a little bit longer. I was like, oh, like now our process is making a lot of sense. And I had time to actually sit down and watch some of the videos. And she has one you had mentioned, you learned like a lot about like the Instagram. She has like this lesson. It's not super long, but it was just different ways to like angle people and to put their hair. And it, and it was like, just like mind blowing from that one lesson. So yeah, she's, she's phenomenal. So shout out to anybody who's in thrivers or thinking about it. Um, yeah, it's a, it's a fantastic program. Yeah. Um, you, you joined in October. Yes. Yeah. I, I, I hope, I hope I do. I'm sure I will. I just need to just like pull the trigger. Like I said, um, and then Jamie Dana, did you know she had a, um, um, like, a social media group. I don't know what to call it. Uh, a program called the social suite. Yes. Yeah. So I'm what, a part of that. Okay. Yeah. It's really cool because she provides you of cap caption prompts, yeah. um, and then stock photos. So without her, I've captions are really hard. <laughs> so, um, that's helped me a lot too. And then just the private Facebook page, there's not a lot of drama on there. Like I know if I go ask a question and it's a dumb question, I'm not going to get shamed versus mm -hmm. posting in some other Facebook groups. You never know what kind of answers you're going to get. So she's cool too. <laughs> yeah. There, there is something to be said about those cultivated communities that stylists pay to be a part of because mm -hmm. yeah, there's like lots of free things on there, but like everybody is like kind of has a general goal of like moving forward and like personal and professional development. So that's great that you found um, that community. And then Sam Vila, he's kind of like old school, right? So what <laughs> is it cutting or what do you like from him? Um, he just, yeah, I mean, cutting really like what he specializes in. And when I first got out of beauty school and like needed education and didn't have a ton of money, I went to, I found Sam Vila somehow. And on his YouTube channel, he's got tons of free education. Okay. Um, so, you know, like haircutting, I will definitely say is my weakness. I don't think that's a secret. And, um, there's not a lot of education out there for haircuts. Like even on masters of balayage, I'm not really finding much. Um, yeah. and Sam V has got all these free videos. So I learned how to properly texturize, how to do layers to give you more volume. Um, that helped me early on in my career until I found my footing, um, and his shears are amazing. So. Okay. Okay. Have you heard of Vivian McKendra? I don't know what I'm saying her last name, right? 
Okay, so no. I'm gonna totally have, I'm totally gonna have her on the show. Um, I I think I found her from a Facebook ad, but she's all about cutting, and she's I'm not sure how old she is. She's definitely like, um, like she's older than me, and I'm in my 40s. Uh, so she's like been around, and she's super like seasoned and alkaline experienced. You know. <laughs> yeah, and she and she her, she has a master class, which I don't know if it's public or if the link I have still works. If anybody is listening and they want it, like let me know. I'm sure like me or Vivian can can get that to you. Um, but yeah, she there was just like little things that she had said. She found like like a mentor that just really helped her, and then like she she like didn't know cutting at all. She's like I would just cut and like hope that it would come out. I didn't know what I was doing and. <laughs> somebody like really taught her like the, the basic techniques and and she figured it out so it was a good episode so i'll i'll put that in show notes and i'll make sure you get that information too because she's like i think yes. all about cutting like not so much the coloring and stuff um okay so th that covers like the mentors and then um let's see three things that you're working on right now as you're completing your masters of balayage um let's talk about creating your dream clientele and improving your assertiveness with your clients. So I'm thinking maybe you had some situations that made you <laughs> work with that. Um, yeah, so we can talk about the dream clientele. <laughs> so, and my clients know this, this isn't, I don't feel like this is a secret to them. Um, I believe as a hairstylist, obviously we all got into this to, because we love doing hair, but we also got into, into this to make money. When I was told as a teen that my hairstylist was making over six figures as a hairstylist, I was like, what? Like blew my mind. Um, so, but with that said, the awesome thing about this, I guess the pros and cons, like the, the, one of the dark sides of being a hairstylist is it takes a huge toll on your mental health. It just does. We are therapists. So we hear all like people come in right after their mom passed away or when their dog died that morning. Um, when they're going through a divorce, we have to we take in so much negative energy, but we have to learn how to bounce it off. And because of that, I do believe that we do have the right to only take clients that we love clients that we click with their personality, um, that I know, trust me and give me confidence and work that I love doing. I don't like doing asymmetrical haircuts. So if I do a consultation, they want an asymmetrical haircut. I'm probably going to say, you know, I, you know, I'd rather refer you to somebody who specializes in that. Um, I don't, I just, I don't want to do services that don't bring me joy. And I don't want to be with people who don't bring me joy. Yeah. So that's kind of where, where that comes from. Cause it, you know, if we're not happy, we're not going to do a good job. If we're, if we come to work and we're like, Oh, I have so-and-so on my books today, we're going to be dreading them all day. Um, and then we're just going to be doing crappy work like we, we just are and so it's just best for everybody's interest to have a dream clientele people that you love um and to touch on the assertiveness thing so let's give the example of somebody comes in say somebody comes in and they want purple hair and they're like okay Courtney I really want purple hair today I think it's gonna look great it's gonna look awesome this and that this and that well if I think it's not gonna look good on them because of their skin tone I have to find a way to kindly, assertively, not passively say, I just don't think this look is right for you. Or if they say, I want purple because I need a low maintenance color. I have to be assertive and say, that's not a low maintenance color. That's a very high maintenance color. Um, and that stuff like that happens all the time. So that that is what I'm working on because I want to be upfront and honest as best as possible. 
yeah, and that really comes to like nailing the con the consultation, um, mm-hmm. which Yan episode number I'll have to insert it. Here I just here. listened to it actually. You did? Yeah, Let's, yeah. She talked a lot about the consultation, Consult. and she she was really good, like in, in providing a luxury service and and only yeah. doing clients love. Yeah, mm-hmm. I felt yeah. right in line with her um, because so I only so before I. Um, except any new clients at all, I require a free consultation. So it's a separate appointment of a consultation only. Um, so hearing okay. her talk about how big the consults are, I was like, yeah, that's, yeah, that's when you try to break things down and figure it out. And there is kind of like an old school, like rule. I don't know if they taught you this in beauty school, but they do say that if the consultation goes over 20 minutes, that's a red flag. And you need to just cut the line and let them go. Because if it's over 20 minutes, that just means that they're confused. I'm confused. <laughs> like you're not getting anywhere. Um, uh-huh. Now that I will say I have a hard time being like, oh, it's been 20 minutes. Sorry, not a good fit. <laughs> I'm a problem solver. But uh, yeah. Do they do they teach you that? No, I don't think we learned about the time. But, you know, th- that was one thing our my teachers did like instill in us. And we had to role play. And, and I've been in sales like for a long time. So like that part was like so natural to me. It was so cute. Like all the girls from high school were so like, I didn't know how to have these conversations. Um, but yeah, it's. I think it's still something that, like, even once you're doing it, you you got to keep mastering it because, um, yeah, just making sure you're on the same same page is pretty important to you. Very important. Yeah, and I tell my clients like, if I'm confused by what they're explaining, I'm like, look, I'm not going to start until I 100% know what the heck what you're talking about <laughs> because sometimes I'm just like, no, no clue like over my head. Um, so yeah, consultations are very important. And I appreciate all my clients for always coming in for a consult prior to booking a color because it just helps with time too. I don't want to be 30 minutes late to my next client because I had a 30 minute consult. Um, and you'll lose clients that way. If you're that late, they will not respect your time if you don't respect theirs and they'll go somewhere else. Now, do you use online booking? Cause that's like, that's the thriver's way. That's what Brett teaches. Like only online booking. So do they book those consults and their appointments online or how do you, what's your workflow? I don't super agree with doing online booking only, to be honest. Um, I do offer online booking. I prefer my clients not to use it. It's kind of situational. So if somebody needs to reschedule, I'm like, okay, here's my online booking link, pick the time that works best for you. Um, and if someone wants to book a consult, that's actually, that's pretty easy. Cause they're like 15 minutes. So people do consults that way all the time. Um, but when it comes to blonding, so say it's a full foil. Okay. Well, a full foil on Susan who has three hairs on her head is going to take, it's going to be a lot quicker than a full foil on Sally. Who's got thick curly hair down to her waist. So that's yeah. why I don't necessarily like online booking. Cause it's like, you set it a full right. foil for say, the three hours. It can mess everything up. Yeah, that's um, I'm also a huge control freak. So I like my, so I know I'm most productive in the evening. So I want my big clients towards the end of the day, my easy ones in the morning. That way I'm like, yeah. I don't need all that brain power at like 9am. Um, I also like to book my hardest clients on Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, and my easiest clients on Friday, Saturday. So I've got a lot of energy at the beginning of the week and less energy at the end. Um, so I do have online booking, but I don't, I'm not, it's not a free for all, like, here you go, have fun, book, whatever. No, I'm very like, there is a reason and a purpose for how I book my clients. That's a good tip about the, 
the workflow during the week. So you're off Sunday and Monday. Yeah. Yeah. And then your easy clients Friday and Saturday. Do you put a full day in on Saturdays or a half day? What every other weekend? What do you that look like? Yeah. My hours just recently like slightly changed. It really it was not anything big. Um, but like so Tuesdays are twelve to eight. So Tuesdays, 12 to 8, Wednesday, 10 to 6. Um, and I did that because I'm slowly getting rid of evenings. I was like all evenings. Um, Thursday is a half day because it's the day my boyfriend has off. So we can spend some quality time together because work-life balance. Um, Friday, Saturday, 10 to 5. Um, it doesn't always happen that way, though. I will say with family, for example. So I currently do 12 family members. They all get color. They all come in six every six weeks. Love you guys. Um, but I can't have them take spots of full paying clients and people, clients that are very important to me. So I put family on Friday or Saturdays at five. So sometimes I end up working like 10 to nine. Um, or if somebody needs to reschedule, sometimes I'm like, oh, like, okay, I'll stay late Friday. <laughs> really yeah. honestly shouldn't be doing that, but for, as a business standpoint. Um, so yeah, technically half day is in seven hour shift when things go well. So how many clients are you seeing approximately in a week? You know, you know, um, I know I do somewhere around like 150 a month. Um, and I think I have like around 300 total as far as weekly that really just thinking depends because my perfect schedule, I would love to do, I love, uh, foil work and balayage. So if I could do two clients a day, like two, four hour appointments, golden. Um, some days that happens. Some days I have a haircut marathon day where I do 10 clients and it's all haircuts. I do not like those days. You don't get breaks. It's a lot of conversations. Um, some days I have four clients. Some days it's like a wax, a root touch up, haircut, foil. I mean, so it's all, it's kind of mixed. Yeah. Do you think you'll ever get to a point where you'll not do haircuts and you'll just do the color? Um, yeah, so I, uh, currently I don't take new clients who are haircuts only. So yeah. I, I love my clients. So like when I look at my clients that are haircut only, I'm like, oh, I don't want to live without them. I love having them in my chair. So I'm not getting rid of my haircut only clients by any means. Um, but I am no longer taking new haircut clients only. So mm -hmm. yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah, totally. I know. Like I, I'm like, it's not even worth it to just do it haircut like they can go to the cost cutters kind of places and that they just yeah I mean it um it's just it's like a, a lot of labor I feel like for not a ton of money I mean I don't know my haircuts are expensive I'm not gonna lie so people are probably like what are you talking about um <laughs> but <laughs> we don't get when I do a color I can sit down while they're processing and not just sit down yeah. but I mean I'm doing my towels sanitizing my room sanitizing my tools calling clients back um yeah. doing all these other things posting on uh, marketing on social media um when you're hair cutting all day you get no time like if i take five minutes to ha have some water and use the restroom i'm gonna get a text from a client did you get my text i've been here for five minutes <laughs> yeah I just had to pee. so <laughs> it's just like kind of a high stressful situation for me but you know they say when you're this is something brit steva says like if you're stressed or anxious about a service that you're providing it's because you're not confident and so if you feel that way about something, you need to get that education. So you are confident. So it is easy, easy, more easy going. So yeah, I don't know. There's pros and cons of everything. Yeah. Yeah. So I had asked in the questionnaire, where do you see your career in five years? And you've been doing hair now for seven. Mm -hmm. So what, what do you think is in the future for you? 
know. That's it's so hard um, because I feel like so I'm somebody who never wanted to own a salon. I never wanted to like work at a beauty school as an educator. And my goal always was to rent a suite, which I'm here, but I'm always thinking about the what's next. And once you're renting a suite, you're like, oh my God, what is next? Um, There's many options that I see kind of floating around in my brain when I think about five years. Um, Realistically, honestly, I'd love to have a suite that had a window. I would start by saying that. Um, It's like working in a dungeon and it doesn't help with depression, honestly, working in but like that, I miss windows. Are, uh, are all of them windowless in the suites that you're at? Like, what's the building look like? Um, huge, beautiful building, lots of suites, but only, so there's like the storefront. So there's, I want to say four, four window suites in the front. And then all the rest of the suites just like go back. Like um, a tanning booth kind of place where you just like go down a long hallway yeah. and just like little doors to everybody's own little, okay. Just like a tanning booth, yeah but with no windows, but it's a great location. There's a bunch of other like pros to that. Um, so, but yeah, I mean, I'd like to see that or like uh, my sister who's graduating in November, I could bump up to like a double suite and then she could be my apprentice or assistant or just my coworker, good work together. Um, sometimes I wonder if I want to like go like, uh, co- what's it called? Sublease my suite. Sometimes I'm like, okay, I could sublease my suite, cut my hours, and then work on if see if I want to be an educator at a school, which probably not, um, or like a brand educator, or just teach my own classes. Um, as far as like teaching goes, my passion honestly lies very similar to Brit Steva, and my passion lies in helping other stylists learn how to market and how to build your own clientele. I'm not perfect. Yeah, so let's talk but- about that. It's like three hundred. Like I'm sitting here, like I probably have like. 10 clients like I'm like 300 like that just blows my mind and 150 a month I'm like where did you get all of them like how do you find them yeah well I mean it's taken years I mean you know you're just now starting so it's mm-hmm. you got a ways to go and just and you also when I say 300 there's a lot of people I only see like twice a year so it's right. not like all 300 I'm seeing every six weeks yeah. um yeah no I mean Posting on social media is your number one best friend and you have to be consistent. Be consistent in the work you're posting, be consistent on when you're posting in your captions. Um, and then, so, you know, that's, I, I would, my suggestion would be like Facebook and Instagram. And then have you heard of the Nextdoor app? No. Okay, that's where I've built a lot. Like 75% okay. of my clientele is from that app. Um, it's, it's, I think it's gotta be in every state. I would look it up. Um, it's just a neighborhood app. So people that live around the address that you plug in, um, can see like a newsfeed. And so I would just get on there and show my work and just be like, Hey, I'm a stylist building my clientele. Um, and when I first started out too, I did, um, what did I do for new clients? They got $10 off their first visit and $20 off their second. So I advertised that. Um, and then, you know, they say, that's the first two appointments. And by the third appointment, they're hooked if they come to you three times. Um, so that helped. And then word of mouth, like I asked, I just verbally say, like, if you send me a referral, you get $10 off. Like, ask for those referrals. I get lots of referrals. Um, there's one other do thing. Do you give your referrals $10 off? Or what do you do for your referrals? You get um, in the beginning, when I was, like, really hustling to build a clientele, I did $10 off per referral. And then you get a free haircut after you send me three people. Um, so yeah, uh, I've done a couple different things. There was one other thing I was going to say about marketing and social media. 
Um, I don't know. Yeah. Well, okay. So like, here's one more that you're, you're either gonna think this is really cool or you're gonna think this is really weird, but we'll see if I can explain it the best I can. So, you know, podcasts and obviously, you know, they're a true crime podcast. Um, yeah. have you ever heard of the podcast called my favorite murder? No. Okay. So it's a comedy true crime podcast and they have tons and tons of followers and tons and tons of fans. And these fans call themselves murderinos and us murderinos um, have created Facebook groups for many, many different things. So in every city, there's a murderino Facebook group. There's a Kansas city one. It's like MFM Kansas city. I'm very blessed and lucky that I get to say this, that I, a couple years back, I marketed in that group. Um, I was just like, hey, fellow murderinos, my name's Courtney. I'm also a murderino. Here's my work. I'm building clientele. Um, I would love it if you guys come to see me. And honestly, I have to say shout out to all of you if you guys are listening because they made my business explode. In one day, I think it was like 35 people from that group called the salon I was at to get a consultation. So uh, <laughs> as far, I'm not going to say like, oh, you need to be a murderino, but I guess like find your people, figure out your hobbies, get in with them. And then like, um, market to them, I guess, you know, and make legitimate connections. Don't just be like, oh, this mom's group looks cool. Let me post in there, even though I don't have a kid. No, find some other people that like you can connect with on a personal level. I think that is fantastic, Courtney. I mm-hmm. totally love it that there was a local group for this podcast, which is technically worldwide. And then you have that community vibe and you went in there and you could find local people. I think that is like fantastic totally amazing great tip i cannot wait to share that with people because yeah, yeah. There's so many meetups and different things and i'm like living i call it pencil tucky it's like the you know mountains and cows and stuff but um in pe- places where there actually are pe- more people than cows <laughs> <laughs> i think things like that are great so i love that you went in that facebook group and then now were other people in the facebook group like posting local services or were you just like hey these are my kind of people this is my local you know, community, like, why don't I try this? Um, I didn't see a ton of like advertising. I didn't see a ton of people being like, I'm a local dentist. Uh, but yeah. I, I saw a lot of people getting on there and saying, Hey, what's a good tattoo artist or what's a good therapist or doctor or gynecologist and stuff like that. And I was like, I consider these people my friends. I'm just going to throw out the information out there. Um, and it wasn't like a generic ad. It was like a genuine conversation with them um but I mean since then they have turned off like you they they have to approve comments <laughs> and they don't let you uh market like that um but uh pe- a lot of them refer people to me because again it's just a weird like tight knit community true crime community in Kansas City um and so if someone gets on you can say hey I'm looking for a hairstylist there'll be like 10 people like go see Courtney and Corbin Park and so that's oh, it's all about making connections yeah that's that's true. Connections, connections. Yeah. And genuine. Yeah. Genuine. Like, don't be fake. Don't find groups that you don't, you're not going to fit in with. So. Yeah. Yeah. I had, and like rest in peace, Donna, she was one of my beauty school practice clients and she practiced. Like, <laughs> she had an online business too. And she, she did this cool thing where she like, she would like buy, she, like, she would go shopping and buy all this stuff. And then like, make raffles and like sell tickets in this face like it was totally fascinating and she had like tons of people and i i can't i i wonder what happened since since she passed like who took over her group but we would sit there and talk shop and it was like so fun or if somebody was like 
in a direct sales business and and I've done direct sales for 13 years to talk shop with them it would like it would like we'd both be like lit up like having the conversation while I'm doing our hair because we had that that shared interest together so that, that yeah worked for fun too yeah very cool yeah. yeah so I'm curious that your sister is going into school did she go to the same stylist as you like what were you her inspiration or what do you have like family members or anybody that influenced the both of you I don't know if I'm her inspiration or not. I mean, I'd like to think so. <laughs> As her older sister, I'm like, I mean, I hope I am, but she's never been like, you inspired me. Um, uh, I will say Kylie, her name's Kylie. Um, she is very, very Hi, talented. <laughs> yeah, hey. <laughs> um, she growing up was a good artist. Like she could draw really well and paint really well. And then she started doing her own makeup very, very well. And then like friends makeup very well. And so of course, naturally I was like, you should be a cosmetologist, like you and her personality because you can teach the skill, but you can't teach personality. So if you meet somebody with the personality be like, all right, go get trained. Like you can make a hairstylist. Um, so I don't, I don't, I mean, I, I'd like to think that I was her inspiration. Plus she saw how, like how successful I was and like the money that I can make and stuff like that. And so she wanted to be like me, which is, I think really cool. Yeah. Well, that we touched on so many things there. So I'd like to get into more like nitty gritty stuff that I can put in the show notes and like pick your brain. Like, so like color line, lightener, favorite tools, hair dryer, hairspray, like all the things, like what are your favorite stuff like that? Um, color line is Kuhn. Have you heard of Kuhn yet? I don't know what that is. Nope. Yeah. I didn't either until my last salon. <laughs> There's way too many color lines out there. Um, Kuhn, <laughs> um, they, K-E-U-N-E. -E. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Tell me about it. Um, so like for me, I had worked at several salons and every salon, like I, color was just not driving. I couldn't get it. I was distraught. I thought I was not going to make it in this industry. It just like, it did not make sense. I worked with color lines where you had to do, <laughs> so like if they wanted a level six, you had to do a level five with 10 vol on the roots because the heat will make it go lighter. And then a level seven on the ends because color on top of color will go darker. And like, that's how you got a six on the whole head for a, no, I couldn't, <laughs> mess me up. Hot roots central. Um, and then I worked at a Redken salon and I know a lot of people love Redken, but they are a warm based uh, color line. I was having a lot of issues with hot roots. And then I found Kuhn from a salon that I was working at and Kuhn is blue based. So the chance of you getting hot roots is like basically non-existent. Like you're, I just, I never had a single issue. I didn't have any mess ups. Um, it, it just all clicked and then color theory clicked and then everything came together and all was well. And now I am terrified to try anything else because it, it changed my life <laughs> of color so much. <laughs> um, and they have, uh, I, I love their formulas that I can mix for like an icy cool blonde. Um, so like my color stock, the semi colors, which is what you use to tone. Um, I'm constantly reordering those. Um, and uh, yeah, I don't know, love it. Um, so what's like your favorite toner formula, if I can? Yeah. Um, so uh, I would do equal parts of all three of these. It would be 10-2, which is pearl, 10-7, which is violet, and silver. And then sometimes I add clear if I want to, like, make it white. Um, I do a lot of that. Uh, my hair, a lot of times, I do 10-7 and 9-1. 10-7, which is violet. One is ash. Um those are like my top two, like most 
confused. Okay. There's oh, tons. <laughs> yeah. 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 I, I'm like a geek, I totally geek out for formulas and I need to yeah. like put the number to like a visual. So thank yeah. Cause what color pretty. line do you use? I use Jacqueline Pro. The class I went to on Monday was a Jacqueline Win Pro class. <laughs> that was yeah. actually my first. I totally <laughs> missed the class on Monday. I'm like, ah, I gotta go back and watch. I registered for it and I, and for I the one did you night. like it? So I didn't do the one in the evening. I did an in-person one in Kansas City in the morning. Oh, um, you did an in-person one. Was it with Jack yeah. or with one of the educators? A couple of the educators were there. And yeah, I never even heard of Jacqueline Pro until that's why I went, wanted to go to that class. So I found it on behind the chair and I was like, what's this? And then they were like, there's class on Monday. Um, so yeah, no, it was cool. You know, get, get my feet wet. I'm uh, like I said, I love my color line. I'm not interested in changing, but there were some products that I'm like, okay, I'd like to try that out and see see what yeah. I think but it I seems awesome class with Jack I went to um North Carolina he did a hands-on class in July and I learned more about blonding from him in like one day that I did all of beauty school it was like yeah beauty blown. beauty school doesn't teach you much unfortunately no. uh, but no that's really cool but yeah so it's a cute as a number system but even like well as numbers don't match the same numbers as right. tune oh. yeah it depends on the country it was made in I guess I don't know don't ask me. No, what country is Kion made in? What is that? European? It's European. Yeah. I knew you were going to ask. I was like, please don't ask. I don't know. Um, oh, God. I just get curious. I know. Now like, I'm like sweaty. Like Goldwell, Gold, Goldwell's Germany. Kenra's Mexico. I like try to look on the boxes because I pay attention to stuff like that. Oh, my God. I'm, I feel so bad. It's definitely European. <laughs> yeah. I know yeah, there's like a... There's like a line I looked into too that's like from, it's called like Natural Leak. It's like from Denmark. So there's so many different things out there. Yes. Now, do they have a lightener that you like or do you use another brand for for that? I'm trying to Google where, <laughs> where their acts actually so bad. That's so bad. My people that know me are probably like, Courtney, what the hell? Um, no, okay, yeah, their, their lightener is great. I, I'll be honest, I don't use it though. Um, I use the Redken lighter, which has the bond builder inside. I just feel like it, the, having the bond builder inside is great. So you don't also have to pay for a bond builder upcharge your clients. Um, yeah, and the hair just feels amazing. What'd you say? Yeah. Mine, mine has a built like, well, I can get developer without it, or I can get developer with it, which is like 10 times more than the price of the developer without it. But like, I want to give people like the best product. So I just, if I'm doing blondes, I go with the, the bond builder in it for sure. Yeah. Yep. And that's why I like the Redken one is for that reason. Um, and that's kind of how I fell into like the Jacqueline Pro world is because I was on the market for a new liner because I want to see what else is out there. And then I heard about this one being great. So I am going to purchase some and try it out here soon. Brilliant. Uh, what'd you say? Brilliant. Brilliant. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's what I use on my um, all my clients and my daughters. And I've even done like the two platinums that I've done. I've literally done back to back platinum cards on them with the brilliant and ten volume. And like, how do you no, no shedding? And how did you feel about it? Like, were you happy with how everything lifted and stuff? Oh my gosh! Like, I, well, I don't really have experience because in in school we use like you know whatever crap came in a tub. Um, if we were like on clinic days, we got to like use the silk lift from Goldwell. And then when I grad, so when I was graduating, I said to my teacher, I'm like, I don't know what bleach to use. And she was like, get Wella. 
So, and, and that seems to be pretty standard in the industry. So I got that, but, and I have, I have to test the two. Like I want to take one of my dummy heads and do like the well on one side and the brilliant mm -hmm. on the other and just compare like the time that it takes. And, um, but no, I like, I just trust the product because, um, you know, Jack formulated it to be like the best of the best. So I would love if anybody knows if there's other pharmaceutical grade lighteners and hair colors and things out there. Um, that's why I just trust it because I know, like, I know the integrity of the ingredients mm -hmm. and I can use it like with full faith. Like, don't get me wrong. I hold my breath when I'm taking the foils out. I'm like, and then like, I might see like one little piece that like feels like it's like, you know, like gummy. I'm like, and then I'm like, oh, it's, oh, it's, it's fine. I'm like, yeah, it's yeah. <laughs> that, that feeling will never change ever. <laughs> no, I, no matter how long you're in the industry, you'll always be like, uh, like while you're looking at it, praying to the hair gods. But yeah, no, I, I don't get like stressed out about a lightener lifting quick enough. That's not important to me, but what is important to me is the integrity of the hair. Yeah. Hence the bond builder inside. And hence why I like the Redken one is just because the hair just feels amazing. Um, nothing, nothing against the Kuhn lightener. I just felt like it swelled a lot. And this, this Redken one like stays where you put it and it doesn't swell. Yep, and bleed. That's, how, that's how this so, is. Yep. Yep. Yeah. And then, um, okay. So like hot tools, like, are you a wand girl, a curling iron, a blowout girl? Like what's your mm -hmm. styling? Um, so as far as styling goes, so I know like you're taught and they say like, if you do a good blowout, you won't need your hot tools. Um, I just, I'm like, whatever. No, I'm not going to break my back around brushing people with super curly hair. Um, <laughs> so, you know, I just say like, let the product do the hard work. So I just use, you know, good styling products on them, get them dry. Obviously I smooth it out as, as I'm drying. Um, I do a lot of curls. That's what's popular now. Um, I go through phases, like for a long time, I loved um, uh, wands and I used the Paul Mitchell wand. Uh, you can like pop off the heads and have three different like sizes. Oh, okay. um, I love that. And then I don't know, I just like over the, uh, the shutdown during the pandemic, I was never using curling irons at home or at work. And so I was like, I'm going to teach myself how to curl my hair with a curling iron different ways. And I like fell in love with it. So right now I'm all about curling irons. Um, I don't curl with flat irons. I've never been able to get that down. So, and you know, and I tell my clients, like, I, like, I don't do specialty updos. I don't do braids. I don't pride myself on like how I style the hair. Um, obviously you want to make it, you want to make it look polished and finished. Um, but I just say, you know, I can either smooth it out straight for you, or I can give you some nice beach waves or Hollywood waves. Um, you know, keep it simple. <laughs> I like it. So explain to me, I know what beach wave is, but what's a Hollywood wave? Hollywood wave. <laughs> so yeah, so no, like beach waves are just like your, you know, you want to rotate your curling iron like away from the face and towards the face, make it natural, like how mine yeah. are kind of today. Okay. Um, I call Hollywood waves the ones that are like big barrel curls. Oh, Does that okay. make no, sense? Yep. Like, <laughs> like, like when you look at the red carpet at the Grammys, they just all have these like big curls. <laughs> yeah, I love it. Good, yeah. good description. And then do you have a, a certain barrel size that you like for that or a certain brand? Or I mean, as far as barrel size, everybody asks me that at, you know, all my clients and I'm like, look guys, I can't, I can't have every single size of curling iron forever. It's just, it, it gets expensive and I have them at home too. Um, <laughs> so I can really make it work with any size, honestly, like an inch, inch and a half, two inch. I've even had like the really big ones, uh, for clients. So, um, 
I don't know. I just feel like if you're a good hairstylist, you can make it work with whatever tool that you you have. Like this, what I did today was with an inch, and it's not like my curls are like really small by any means. So um, I'm not too too picky. Uh, brand though, I really like Bioionic um, curling irons and their blow dryers. Is that the blow dryer you use? Yes. Yep. Is it like really lightweight or like? Yeah, I wish I knew like the specific one it was off the top of my head. I have no idea, but it is really light. It it weighs less than a pound. Uh, that's really comparable to like the Dyson blow dryers, just a little bit less expensive. Um, and then the thing with the Dyson blow dryers is I they're awesome, but they're awkward to hold when you're doing it to somebody else. If you're doing it to yourself, it's easy, but to somebody else, it's just I can't get a hang of it. So I need that the nozzle and like the actual handle to hold on to. So yeah. I love mine. Yeah. I have a Dyson too, but we like learn like the kind of like the, the roll, like my teacher like gets into it. Like, and then she takes it back and she like, sh like does the cool shot. But I'm like, I can't, I can't do that with my Dyson. No, that's cool. You got to play around with that in beauty school. I'm jealous. I, I bought it in beauty school because the <laughs> girl worked at Ulta and was like, I can get a discount. And I was like, here's my money. Go get me a Dyson. Yeah. No, that's cool. Yeah. Um, okay, so hot tools color. Oh, what about styling? Like, is there like a go-to? Like, like when I do my own hair, I like put mousse on and kind of just wrap it at night when it's wet and let it down. And then I teach all my curly hair people to do that. So do you have like a go-to like style routine for your clients or for yourself and products that you use for that? Yeah, I mean, it definitely depends on the client though. Um, I have kind of like two basic go-tos, but it, it's all customized depending on the person. I am a product junkie. I will say I carry three different um, product lines in my suite, not like full product lines, but what I believe uh -huh. to be the best of the product, best of the best products picked from those lines. Uh, because not everybody's hair is created equal. You, you just simply can't use the same product on everybody. Um, say you take somebody that has hair like yours and mine, you know, like long, thick hair and they would, whatever they want to do with it, whether they flat iron it or curl it, um, so the first thing I have everybody do is a leave-in conditioner. Kuhn has a really good one called Two Phase. Um, okay. and, then a, and then a smoothing cream um, by Kuhn as well. And then the third product would be a blow-dry spray. And what that's going to do is it'll cut down the blow-dry time. So you can blow-dry half as quick, um, which is very important because <laughs> blow-drying your hair sucks. It, it gets hot. You get sweaty. It's not fun. Um, so that's what I use a lot, if they want volume, I've got other products for volume. Um, and then I love, love, love the brand Leaf and Flower. Um, but okay. this brand, this brand I only use on people who, how do I word this? I only use on people who I know will like appreciate it, I guess. It is a pricier <laughs> brand. <laughs> it is a pricier brand and it does contain um, CBD along with uh, three other cannabinoids. Um, just just to be blunt, sometimes when people hear the word CBD, they freak out and they're like, oh my God, don't put that on my scalp. It's going to seep into my pores and I'm going to get high and I won't be able to drive home. <laughs> so <laughs> I'm a little selective over who I use it on and no, it will not get you high. It does not contain THC, I promise. Um, but leave and flower, I love, love, love. Um, it's just not something that I'm going to use on like a 13 year old uh, because what, it is. Now, what is, what is that? Oh, what kind of product so it's a full product line. Um, they have five oh, products. Okay. Um, it's a shampoo and conditioner. The shampoo and conditioner focuses on repairing the hair. So it's good for blondes. Um, because as you know, you know, we both care about the integrity of our clients hair. So it's going to repair their hair, prevent damage from happening in the future. It's also a smoothing. 
shampoo. Um, the CBD also helps give your hair natural plumping effects. Um, and it evens out the sebum production in your scalp so you can go longer between shampoos. So it really hits like all these amazing benefits. Um, and then the products, it has a anti-frizz that's actually a treatment that you do once every five shampoos. Um, an oil that repairs and refines dry and damaged hair, and then a seven minute blowout spray that cuts down the blow dry time. So I, I love doing yeah, those, that system. Those blow dry sprays are no joke. We, I use the, I got me some Kenra um, in school and it made such a difference. And my mm -hmm. girlfriend, Chris, we were like borrowing each other's dry spray like to speed the clients up because it works really good. Yeah. And Kenra is awesome. Any I thought hacks? about that. Any other hacks? Is that what you said? Yeah. I mean, as far like, I mean, yeah, any, any... hairstylists know all the basic ones. Like most hairstylists know you want to get it 75% dry before you put a brush in it. Cause it's most pliable after 75% dry. Um, I'm trying to think of a good hack for stylists. I really, <laughs> I don't know if I can think of any, um, life business. Yeah. You name it. <laughs> I mean, for like clients, I tell them, you know, like sectioning is key when you're curling your hair at home, section, section, section. Um, and I say like, don't get so cut up in the back. You can take bigger sections. Not a ton of people are looking back there, especially with your bottom few layers. This top hair is going to lay over it. So like, just don't stress out. I, you know, it, it kills me when clients are like, I can never curl my hair like you do. And what do I have to do? And I'm like, just relax a little bit. Um, I do tell my clients too to practice with their curling iron turned off. That way you don't risk burning yourself. And then once you get the muscle memory down, then you can turn the curling iron on and then start practicing for real. Um, so yeah, as far as like styling hacks, you know, but like I said, I don't really like pride myself in being the best <laughs> styler <laughs> by any means. I mean, I knew when I got into this industry that I wanted to be a blonde specialist, that I wanted to focus on color. And um, okay. that's, that's what really like, gets me going, you know, like it just makes me very happy when I'm doing color for sure. So. Yeah. It's like very satisfying, right. To see those like end results and mm -hmm. make that those before and after pictures. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Well, that was, that was fun. I think you answered all my questions. Yeah. Well, um, thank you. Anything else you want to share? I have a little fun thing here. This is um, Elaine from episode 20. So she has this, it's called the hairstylist inspiration. So I can't see it. <laughs> the hairstylist yeah. inspiration deck. So I was just going to like shuffle through that and we'll, we'll grab a card and see what it says. And we can have a little end our conversation on that. Oh, that's cool. This says, be kind to all your staff, your clients and friends will always support you when you Stay cool, collected, and kind. And that is from Carmine Min Mindardi, NYC1253. Thank you, Carmen. Carmine. So yeah, like you're telling your you're telling your clients, don't get stressed out when you're trying to figure out. Yeah. No, that that was cool. Yeah, that was great advice, especially for stylists, because we've all been there, like we get in our head, we get panicky, we get anxious sometimes behind the chair and um that energy just like everybody else in the salon especially if you're in an open concept salon that everybody will feed off of that so it is important just to like mm -hmm. practice meditating behind the chair sometimes and I know it's kind of hard and I know you're trying to like listen to your clients talk but like take a minute to like meditate for like 20 seconds to 
ground yourself and calm yourself down before like moving on or before opening your mouth to your client or coworkers or boss or whoever. So yeah, stay cool and collective. That was, that was, that was great advice. Yeah. Sage wisdom. Well, that was super fun. Thank you so much, Courtney. Yeah. Thank you. This was exciting. Thank <phone rings> you.